0: Coming to you, undead from the crit. This is Adelaide Horror Podcast with Zombie Joe. Hi and welcome to the Adelaide Horror Podcast. It's your host, Zombie Joe. Tonight it's episode 10 and I'm going to be reviewing teen horror so I'm gonna be reviewing 1996 Wes Craven's Scream so it came out in February 97 for us in Australia and I once to go and see it at the cinema with uh, my best mate and uh, which then later on in July it's my birthday and he bought me this <laughs> I still have it it's a glow-in-the-dark scream candle Um, and uh, I took the cut the wick off it but uh, yeah it's pretty much pride and place on my uh, speaker near my computer since or the the many computers that have been and gone in my life since uh, 1997 and uh, yeah so it's it's always there when I'm doing my writing I like to look over at it and uh, it keeps me going so um, yeah it's kind of my first real horror prop as well that I've owned, and then I've just added as I've gone throughout the years. So uh, yeah, it's got a it's got a special little uh, special little place in my heart there. So there you go. Uh, yeah, when Scream came out, um, there was a lot of hype around it. It was it was really building up. Uh, Neve Campbell already knew from uh, the craft, and uh, I think Party of Five. She was uh, that was kind of uh, where we all um, had known her from. Uh, and yeah it was it was really the beginning of the of the kind of the tidal wave of, of teen horror after that uh, then it was followed by I know what you did last summer for the following year and uh, so that would took off as well and and Sarah Michelle Gellar and you know um, Jennifer Love Hewitt was kind of in the front and center of everyone's mind at that point so and I think later on there was a HQ magazine cover that I had and it had screen queens like modern screen queens so I had Neve Campbell Jennifer Love Hewitt Sarah Michelle Gellar um, I think who else I think Courtney Cox was a part of that photo shoot too but uh, yeah I just thought that was that was funny kind of spread out like a centerfold almost and these were like the screen queens you know um, uh, of the modern modern day kind of back then so uh yeah that was that was some of the memories that i had i I rushed out pretty much after the movie had finished i went to um uh, the music store and hunted it down and found a copy of the cd and went out and bought it so it was it was pretty expensive it was like nearly 35 dollars because it was it was new the movie it was a movie soundtrack and i took it home and just played it all non-stop and uh, while I was writing always had it in the background as my theme music to kind of get me in the mood to write and um, now YouTube you can you can go on YouTube and uh, you can get the full like uh, through you know the instrumental score for scream now you can or you can get the all the actual songs from the different bands that were played in the in the movie including Nick cave uh, red white hand I think that was that was the most spot-on song to put in a to put in a movie. Bit of an Australian touch to the Scream movie as well, and uh, yeah, and the time when they played it, it was it was the really perfect time. But I'll get to that as the as I keep going with the review. But um, yeah, so Scream was was uh, it, it it didn't disappoint. Um, I still I still like it. I've got no qualms in, in pulling out and watching it again and again and again like um, and now that there's talk about uh, Scream 5 uh, yeah it should be good I'm gonna go check it out at the cinema um, I think we can st- yeah we'll be able to watch it at the cinema um, so I'm not sure about other countries and other places in the world if they're able to watch it but they'll be a, kind of a streaming and for sure Shutter would pick it up afterwards so you'd be able to view it on, on Shutter as well so that's good um. Yes, so I'm gonna move into it now and uh, yeah, cool. So written uh, by Kim Williamson. Now, Kim Williamson at this point, um, we'd know him from Dawson's Creek, but he also went on to write the faculty as well. He did Scream 2, he did I Know What You Did Last Summer, um, and, uh, and Scream was directed by Wes Craven, so he passed away in 2015. But uh, we'd know him from Nightmare at Elm Street, Hills Have Highs 2, uh, The Last House on the Left, and Serpent and the Rainbow. So that's the, that's the kind of 80s movie that I want to review at one stage in at, uh, on, the, on Adelaide Horror Podcast. At some stage I'll try and interweave a theme where I'll review Serpent and the Rainbow. I know the cover art for it scared the shit out of me as a kid. Um, it spooked me, it had Bill Pullman. It wasn't actually art, it was a photo. Like, so this was, some of the some of the covers were, uh, most of it was illustrated, and then there was, every now and then, there'd be one um, that was a photo or, you know, um, a screenshot or something like that. So it was, it was a bit more hard hitting, like, and especially if you're a kid. And uh, so I remember the cardboard cutout promotional photo, uh, promotion, for the Serpent and the Rainbow and it was Bill Pullman pulling a coffin lid and his face was all painted and I remember reading as a kid uh, you know don't bury I'm not dead and I was like ah oh, whoa <laughs> this guy's gonna get buried alive oh shit <laughs> that's, that's intense um, so and it kind of spooked me a bit and then uh, always kind of went back and wanted to see it and, and eventually I did I was, I was in my mid-teens when I, another bunch of DB another bunch of VHS's were hired and, and Serpent and the Rainbow was a part of it and I watched it and, and, really, and really dug it and really liked it and kind of got into the whole kind of voodoo zombie aspect that way. I thought that kind of origin was interesting and kind of uh, looked into it and how it's still practiced now and um, so I, I found that kind of fascinating. Um, yeah, so there you go. Uh, yeah, so the budget for Scream was $14 million now, because of you've got a popular director, you've got a popular screenwriter, so it really can't go wrong. And it has actors like Courtney Cox, and it had Neve Campbell in it, who just uh, had come off um, uh, the hype of The Craft, which, was, which did quite well as well so uh, of course it was going to make budget like no no problems so all day long uh it grossed 173 million uh globally so yeah i'd love that in my bank account and uh the release date was the 18th of december 96 and that was in the us so it was a winter christmas kind of movie uh, for those of the us viewers and uh 13th of february uh, for us in in australia so i remember it was summer we went to go and see it Um, and uh, yeah I was super stoked in in checking it out because uh, at this point I just we had just finished um, with like I said The Craft and uh, with Tarantino's Dust Till Dawn so I was I was kind of as an 18 year old kind of horror nerd it was it was raging hard like this was this was kind of it was it was a good time to be alive, like, <laughs> and uh, the soundtracks and, and all that kind of stuff, and I was just really loving it. I, I thought it was really great. Uh, the runtime's an hour and fifty, uh, and like I said, there's no kind of snooze sessions in this one. Like it pretty much starts in the opening act. Uh, it it it's got your attention, and and uh, pretty much goes right through to the end. And it's a it's a classic kind of horror who done it and uh yeah so the music score for this as well got another heavy hitting name and that's uh Marco Beltrami so he he's done currently he did uh, underwater with uh Kristen Stewart which I thought was really good and that was actually going to be my aqua horror subject but I I went with uh, Deep Rising um because of my like for Deep Rising but after I finished the show, I then watched Underwater, and I was like, uh, shit! I should have recently, <laughs> I Should have done a show on that one." But uh, I, I can. I'll, I'll, I'll try and I'll try and uh, find out where I can weave it in. But uh, it'll definitely be mentioned in the the um, uh, the top picks for Adelaide Horror Podcast uh, Twenty Twenty for whenever that will be. Probably at the end of the year. Uh, I'll do a mention of uh, Underwater for sure. Um, he's also done the scores for Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. That was another, that was a good one I saw it at the cinema. Pretty much, I think, that was my last movie uh, I saw it at the cinema before the whole, um, the Rona thing started, so uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, Quiet Place 2018, Carrie in 2013, Mimic in 97, Scream 3, uh, in the 2000s and the omen in 2006 so he'd uh, he's uh, he's done a few few scores and uh, a lot of music for a lot of decent horror films so he's uh, you know no 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 slouchers slouches were involved in in this movie whatsoever so that was really good so i have split the cast into two because you've got teens and you've got adults so I've uh, split it into the two groups. So for the teens representing them, we've got Drew Barrymore, uh, we've got Neve Campbell, we've got Skeet Ulrich, we've got Matthew Lillard, we've got Jamie Kennedy, and we've got Rose McGowan. So uh, all have pretty much gone on to do bigger bigger things or uh, of equal level. Um, Drew Barrymore, we all know her from ET, Well you know, you kind of 41 year olds and older will know her from ET uh, as, as kids, but um, the, the younger kids would know her from Charlie's Angels, Donnie Darko, and she also did the, um, the TV show that was quite funny on Netflix, The uh, Saracl- Clarita Diet. Um, and that went on for a couple of seasons. That was like a two season uh, TV show. That was really, really, really funny. Uh, neve Campbell did the craft before this but I also know her from she did a remake in also in 96 of the Canterville ghost um, which was a, a 70s or 80s classic you can get it on Disney uh, I've got Disney plus you can you can watch it on Disney and um, yeah it's 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 really good and she's gone on now to do all the screams pretty much and uh, so more than likely she'll be in 5. Uh, for sure uh, Skeet Ulrich, well he was He he was actually in He was a thug in The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles In the 1990s And I went damn I'm going to have to go back For that one because I was I was 12 going on 13 When um, when I saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles In the cinema And I, I wouldn't know who the hell he was But like uh, I read that in the in the autobiography for him, and i like, damn, I didn't know. You. But he still doesn't fit a thug, though. That that's that's bizarre. But anyway, um, so that was one of his early works. He was in the craft, and then he's gone. He's actually popped up in Riverdale recently, and um, uh, he's also done some other kind of NCIS. He's done the CSI circuit, so he was. He was in CSI uh, New York, uh, LA, and the Special Victims Unit, and uh, for for um, Law and Order. So he's he's done all those. Uh, he's done the the TV crime show circuit. Uh, Matthew Lillard, uh, he after Scream, he went on to do Thirteen Ghosts, and that's another show I'm going to be reviewing. Um, and then that was pretty much it after that he's done the scooby-doos and he's done TV series and TV movies that's pretty much where he's at at the moment um, Jamie Kennedy uh, we know if 96 for Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio that was one movie I saw at the cinema I think I was on a date and I was wondering why the hell <laughs> I was just watching Romeo and Juliet but You know, I was obviously trying to win the affections of this lady, and, well, she ain't here, and I don't really remember the Romeo and Juliet. So, obviously, that was a a teen pursuit that didn't succeed. Um, Scream 2 and 3, he was in as well, and he's also popped up in a lot of other TV movies and uh, TV shows uh, as well, since then to now. Rose McGowan, um, she first popped up in Encino Man in 92. Uh, I have to go back and check that out. I don't even remember her in you no know, Man. Uh, she was in Um and then we all pretty much solidly know her from Charmed, uh, the TV show. That was really good. I like that uh, show. And Charmed was kind of the, the, the TV's answer to the movie uh, The Craft and um, right down to the song as well, um, the 80s song. The uh, Grindhouse uh, And then she was in Grindhouse, Planet Terror And Planet uh, Death Proof as well So, and that's that uh, We'll move on to the uh, Move on to the adult um, <clears throat> So, you have Courtney Cox And um, she first popped up On uh, everyone's kind of radar In 84 She was in the Bruce uh Dancing in the Dark film clip uh, I have to go and hunt that one down Because I I uh, I, well, I was too little to remember that. I was like five, but um, uh, I thought that was pretty cool. And yeah, lo, lo and behold, she gets pulled up out of the ground, and I'm like, damn, damn! Like she hasn't, she hasn't aged that bad. Like uh, she's done quite well. Uh, done the Love Boat circuit uh, in '86. Uh, Murder She Wrote. Gotta love that as well. Family ties. You know, I was I was reading these out, and I went, ah. Oh, Watching The Love Boat at Grandma's House and oh, watching Murder She Wrote with Mum. And then I was like, oh, family ties after school. I was like, jeez, that, that was some uh, <laughs> some epic flashbacks to my uh, for, to my childhood, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, Ace Ventura uh, in 94. She did Friends 94 to 2004. So that was pretty decent. And that's why Friends the TV show is awesome. And uh, also popped up in Scrubs as well. And then, yeah, did all the screams, two, three, four... And probably five. Um, no doubt about it. Uh, w. Earl Brown, um, he plays the cameraman for uh, Gail Weathers which is Courtney Cox's character and um, uh, you'd see him in Preacher uh, but I know him from Deadwood because that's that's where I saw him and uh, he was also in True Detectives but I never rewatched really watched True Detective but um, not that I didn't want to. I just never got around to it so that's kind of uh, put Drew detective back on my radar so I'll be making a note of that and checking that out later uh, David Arquette from the Arquette family um, so we've got all the screams uh, eight-legged freaks creep show in 2019 and the TV show and other TV shows and uh, TV um, movies as well uh, Joseph Whitt who plays the sheriff is the older guy um, now he He's pretty much always played cops or sheriffs. Um, he was in TJ Hooker. He was in the Dukes of Hazzard. He was in Nightmare on Elm Street in 1984 as cop. Um, and he was in Cheers in 86. I don't know as a cop, but uh, don't know, but he was in 86. But he was the sheriff in 21 Jump Street in, uh, in uh, 1988. So he crossed paths a few times with Johnny Depp. Uh, in '84 uh, on Elm Street, and in in goes to work with him on the TV show on 21 Jump Street. So there you go. Uh, Liv Shreeve. He's Cotton Weary, which is the fucking weirdest name. I'd like I, I, I don't know, but uh, that I've heard. I still I still hear it, and I go, what is with that name? Um, Scream two and three. Uh, he was also in the Omen, the, the remake of the Omen in 2016. So I, was, I couldn't remember him in that, but uh, yeah, I'm going to definitely uh, check that out later on. Um, so pretty much he has no speaking role in this whatsoever. And even, even when you do see him, it's in a video. Like it, it's just a footage thing of him sitting in the back of a police car and off he goes. So I was interested to know how much he got paid to do that. If that was a pain Um, Linda Blair. Now that this is this is where you get the cameos, right? And and this is why I'm like, the scream cameos are really clever, right? Now Linda Blair pops up twice in this as a cameo, and I look it. I didn't notice it, like, and it wasn't until when I was going through like doing the research for the movies and it. Linda Blair, and I went, what the fuck, like, how did, where was she, like, and I looked in the thing, sure enough, twice, deliberately put in there twice, to see, and so obviously the horrorcore, the, the hardcore horror dudes and dudettes would see Linda Blair straight away, this Mr. Potato Head didn't see it whatsoever, and then I was looking at it and went, holy shit, like, that's pretty good, um, so, there you go. Uh, she's the uh, one of the camera women. She was one of the anchors um, in the thing. So, Neep Campbell passes her a few times while she's doing a, a story. But they deliberately zoom in on her. And in one thing, she's got the, the brightest 90s massive padded jacket that I've ever seen. And in the next one, she's in a zebra-printed jacket. So, stands out like, like anything. Like a saw thumb. I'm not going to use the other... One that you could use, but yeah, sticks out like a sore thumb. And this guy, you know, it's got a potato head, misses it. So, oh, what are you gonna do? But I was really impressed that she was in there. I was like, How cool is that? Like, that's pretty good. Wes Craven himself does a cameo. I'm not gonna say when and how he does it, but he does a cameo, and it's also a cameo of one of his characters as well. So, I thought that was pretty cool too. So, that that was pretty funny. And then, not really a cameo, but like it was—it was a it wet uh, um, uh, Henry Winkler, God Fonzie himself. So, seventy-four to eighty-four, we know him as Fonzie from Happy Days, uh, Waterboy in ninety-four, and Little Nicky in two thousand, and other TV shows, heaps of TV shows, and heaps of TV movies. And he does little, little roles here and there. So, that's pretty good with that. So I'll get on to the kind of the run through of, of the movie not too long and uh, then I'll just wrap it up. So so pretty much uh, Woodsboro is the town uh, that this uh, the show is started off with and we've got a um, pretty much a... This is the nod, two nods to I know what you... Um, when a Stranger Calls, which was the last, uh, which was the '79 um, horror episode that I covered, and I mentioned that um, Scream does two nods to this movie, and the first sequence when she's getting the phone calls—that's the—that's the first uh, nod to I know what you. Um, sorry, When a Stranger Calls, and the second one is when Nip Campbell is. Uh, attacked by, by Ghostface in the house and she's running up the stairs and running down the stairs and then opens the front door and Dewey's and standing there with the ghost mask and she comes face to face with it so it's like she's opened the door and Ghostface is there and she screams and that's the well that's what happens in, in the start of When A Stranger Calls. So uh, the phone kind of uh, dialogue between the, the voice on the phone and Drew Barrymore's character um, is a bit longer than, than when a stranger calls. In the movie when a stranger calls basically it's him saying have you checked the children and then hangs up and she's a babysitter and in this case in this scenario Drew Barrymore's character isn't babysitting anyone uh she's just making popcorn about to watch a movie as she exposes in this phone call and uh and then basically it's on from there so it gets more sinister. This is a 20 minute dialogue going on in the start of the movie. So like I said, Scream pretty much kicks off straight away. Like it doesn't build up. It's just... It's already happened. You've already got one of the most intense murder scenes out of the whole entire film. Uh, in the first 20 minutes. Like, so you're thinking, holy shit. Like, what did what did she do to cop that? Like, yeah, it's pretty full on. Um, and so... Then once that happens, then we get introduced to uh, Neve Campbell and Skeet Orich, and then we get introduced to the other teens the next morning when she's going to school and they find out that the, the girl had been murdered uh, with a uh, football boyfriend. And uh, it's kind of starts from there and uh, there's this kind of whodunit kind of thing, but it bounces between two characters. And you can, who is it? Is it them? Is it them? And then there's another character that's then introduced as a possible as a possible character. And then there's another one as well. Like, so I'm not going to say who these are. So really by the, by the midpoint to the end of this film, as it's getting to the business end of, of Scream, you've got literally four to five suspects. Uh, and they do a good job in throwing the scent off two of them but uh, if uh, you know, even even in the cinema back then, I was thinking, that nah, there's something, there's something not off. There's something off. Like it's, I couldn't shake it." And um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe all those years of watching movies she wrote with mum as a kid kind of paid off. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was that was the uh, the kind of the gist of uh, of screen. You've got. Um, the kind of the the other interesting things that i liked about this movie as well is like gail puts in like this camcorder and there's like this 30 second delay thing so that kind of builds tension that way because when the guy's um watching the house and then and then ghostface is running around he actually sees ghostface and then he kind of freaks out and then goes oh my god 30 second delay like and and um uh, that kind of added a new level of kind of tension that we can't through technology at the time like that technology at the time was kind of like well, okay, that was pretty uh, Has it really been done before it was pretty edgy. That's that's why I really admired it back then as well uh, I thought it was pretty good um, Still holds up now Like you, you can't you can't watch scream and go. Oh, it's it's a crap movie because it doesn't hold up It, it still holds up like quite easily it holds up um, it still have your attention uh, would I say this is a good first-time horror film? I yeah, I I reckon it's an M15 plus. Look, for sure, this would be one that you would have if you had a sleepover. This would be the movie you'd whack on. Like if you have a couple of friends together, Scream would come out for sure. Like um, absolutely, I could I could see this as a sleepover kind of type of movie. Um, is it? Oh look. It is gory in some bits, uh, it, that's kind of, I think, parental digre- discretion on that one, um, but yeah, look, it, it carries an M15 plus kind of tag on it, so uh, if you want to show your 12 year old this movie, I mean, yeah, I don't know, um, but um, yeah, if you're a bit older and you're, you're not really sure, um, you know, like a real scary version of a Who Done It this would be screen would be the way to go uh, on that one. So it's <clears throat> it's um, like I said it's ticked all the boxes I mean it still holds up now there's a massive fan base for it. Um, I still like it and I've seen it countless times and like I said I've got no dramas if, if I'm over somewhere and someone's watching it or um, you know I feel like watching it again now like after talking about it but seeing all the all the different um, ones as well um, that would be pretty good. Um, in, in, in the scheme of it like all the screams I actually liked like I, I took them for what they were doing, you know um, Some were a bit hit and miss but not enough for me to rage quit and hate the whole series Like you just kind of you take some were good and some were bad It's like majority of of the horror franchises They couldn't really you, you can't really get all these horror movies in a franchise and say number one to number five all of them were the best you, you, it just depends on the, the directing and the acting and how the screenplay went. Some are higher, some are lower, but you still love them all the same. Kind of, they're kind of your kids. You can't, um, you can't help it. So um, yeah, it's definitely kind of a, a slow pace, a fast paced. It's not a slow burn, uh, which is good. It's got your attention from start to end. Uh, decent music, decent thrills and chills. The Heebie Jeebie factor is up there as well. So you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. And uh, yeah, so first time horror film for I'd say someone over fifteen, absolutely. But uh, any anything a bit younger than that, yeah, I'd I'd tell them to wait. Um, and uh, yeah, cool. So that's that. Um, I hope you enjoyed the review for Scream. I'm going to be uh, next episode was going to be Um, a zombie bite episode so stay tuned for that one and uh, yeah